You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Jennifer said, I knew I was not supposed to be quite so excited. I mean, I was too old for that. I was 11, the oldest, my mom's grown-up girl. I had to keep my cool. I was in the middle school after all. But every chance I got when I was alone, I checked each present under the tree. I read every tag and felt every package, guessing all the contents within. You've been, you're like, oh, I remember that. I had examined each gift so often that I could tell which present went to which person without even looking at the tags. It had been a tough year for my family. Whenever my mom looked over the tree, those scattered presents, she would sigh and warn us. There won't be as much Christmas this year. Try not to be disappointed. Remember that? You ever had one of those? Christmas had traditionally been a time for my parents to spoil us. In past years, the presents would pile up, spill out from under the tree, taking over the living room. I had heard the phrase, giving is better than receiving, but I thought, man, whoever said that must have been out of their mind, because getting presents is the whole point. It was the season I couldn't get to sleep on Christmas Eve. On Christmas morning, we'd all eagerly await in the hallway until Dad told us everything was ready. We'd rush into the living room, let the wrapping paper fly. We made weak attempts to wait and watch while other family members opened their presents. But at the same time, we passed. We we lost our self-control. So here's another one for you, Mom said as she handed me a package. And I looked at it confused because having spent so much time examining the presents before Christmas, I recognized this one, but it wasn't mine. It was my mom's. A new label had been put on it with my name written in my mother's handwriting. And she, I said, Mom, I can't. My mom stopped by my mother's eager, joyful look. I, I Look, I couldn't really understand. Let's see what it is, honey. Hurry and open it. 11-year-old getting a blow dryer. May seem simple gift, but to me it was so much more. See, being an 11-year-old girl, I was stunned. In my world where receiving outweighed giving by light years, my mom's act of selflessness was incomprehensible. It was a huge act. Tears filled my eyes and I thought in disbelief how much my mom must love me to give up her Christmas so I could have a few more presents. I've always remembered that Christmas fondly had such an impact on me as an adult with children in my own life whom I adore. I can now understand my mom's actions. I see how she was not giving up her Christmas as I had thought, but was finding an even greater joy in her Christmas because giving truly is better than receiving. My mom's simple act meant the world to me. Helping you focus through the morning fog. The Cup of Joe Morning Show on the Sound of Life. All the radio consultants uh, said that uh, really morning radio should not have even bothered mentioning uh, Pearl Harbor Day, right? Because it's such a downer. And I thought, well, I wanted to honor the people. I mean, my dad went and, you know, he enlisted after that along with everybody, every male in this country, my uncles, everybody, you know, this was a huge, huge deal in world history. And that's what's got us in being attacked by Japan. Anyway, but there were some really cool stories that have come out of that. And one of those is the fact that England, you had England here being, being rocket bombed by Germany. 
That's like that's like your enemy being in Hoboken and firing rockets at you know it's like wow that must have been and so it was a great effort to try to keep the morale up and Prime Minister Winston Churchill he said you know history will show that this was their finest hour or some kind of dialect like but he was very famous this was their finest hour we will never surrender very adamant and so one of the things that the British had was a very simple radar okay and nobody knew it so they knew when the planes were coming the radar basically was a wire that was strung between poles like utility poles on the perimeter of the of England on the outskirts so if you're looking at it from thousands of feet up from the air looking down like the Germans would take reconnaissance photograph you couldn't see it I mean it just looked like round dots you couldn't see the wire or anything but the British knew when they were coming in and they were like what what's going on how, how come you guys can know what it would and so the British made up something because they weren't gonna say well we've developed radar <laughs> no so here's what they said kids you ready they said we have and our pilots have superior eyesight because we eat lots of carrots. That's it. Carrots. They give us superior eyesight. That's this what they This is all say. some kind of whacked out conspiracy. Yes, it was. <laughs> Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. So, uh, being admonished because of bringing up uh, Pearl Harbor Day yesterday, such a downer, you know. So, today I'm trying to bring up all the great stories that make it worth remembering. One of the most incredible historical events ever in human history. Really? (laughs) Human endeavor, right? And I was thinking... Uh, because World War II introduced products, and, and they had no idea that Gillette razors would be so big because of that, or Hershey chocolates would be so big, you know. The general purpose vehicle, the JP or the Jeep, as they called it, a lot of people love those, you know, that probably made, a lot of companies were probably just made on the backs of GIs. There were, there were so many of them. And so these companies were glad to provide it, but I don't think they were doing it. I think just they were doing it because they had a, probably had people they knew that were fighting, you know, and they had a vested, vested interest. But you would never think that a piano maker would say, hey, let's get pianos into the battlefield. But Steinway and Sons did it. They actually did it. They airdropped the pianos. They had these big giant parachutes, I guess, right into the battle zone, complete with instructions on how to tune it. And it was it worked. It was a great morale booster, of course. You imagine? They they came in olive blue and gray drab. And I'm wondering, is that all like one same color or is it different? Olive blue, gray drab. <laughs> I think I'll paint the kitchen one of those. But it was all seriousness, uh, by the end of the war, how many pianos do you think they airdropped during World War II? Steinway and Sons. You know, it's quite a feat. Can you imagine talking to a general, oh yeah, this is Bob over at Steinway. Uh, we want to airdrop one of those pianos. Yeah, we want to drop it out the back of a cargo plane <laughs> over the battlefield. What? <laughs> but they did it. 5,000 pianos. 
5,000 pianos with the U.S. military around the world. And somewhere today, there's some little girl in France playing one of those pianos that probably needs a tune-up. You see, Steinway, they, they, they had a vest in it. They had four sons and a few of their cousins who served. And that's why, right? It's pretty amazing. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. He's really quite a chatterbox. The Sound of Life. Driving along, listening to Christmas music and stuff. I used to love driving. Well, I had to drive home pretty much, you know, for Christmas. And I'd be by myself for hours driving down through the middle of Virginia, some Maryland, you know, hoping I'd get a speeding ticket. And, you know, see people's lights way off in the distance, the decorations and stuff, listening to Christmas music, you know, fond memories. Yes, what's up? I just want to thank so much the radio station. And there's a lot of beautiful music on Christian radio. Um, it is so important, I think, because as we all say, sometimes uh, life isn't so good, but you have to hold on to the hope, get God's word out, because he's the hope that we need in this world. Mm. Encouraging you on your ride to work. Whoa, get you going this morning, right? Joe Hunter on The Sound of Life. Got a little rhetorical question, something to think about. And in the way of gifts, have you received ever a mysterious gift? This is the dimension of imagination. <laughs> I don't know if it was that mysterious, but it could have been. Love to hear about that. Uh, Roberta from Dolgeville. I had not heard of Dolgeville, but I should have. It's out near Utica. It's going out towards Utica. It's north of the thruway. Just to give you an idea where she's southern Adirondacks. There. So Roberta said, now get a hold of this. Like this, this, is, this is up there. Okay. Might have been an episode of the Twilight Zone. I'm thinking I'm getting chills while I'm thinking about it. My husband has had dementia for almost a decade. He has almost no short-term memory. He can no longer read, use a phone, or use a credit card. Six years ago, when the Christmas catalogs came, I saw a tablecloth. I wanted it, but it was sold out. Okay, so forget about it. On Christmas morning, there was an unwrapped box under the tree. Somehow my husband had found the right catalog, the right tablecloth, called them, and convinced them to find a tablecloth to send in time for Christmas. Wow, she said, I won't ever know how he did it, but it was the best Christmas gift I ever had. Pretty cool. Thank you. Starting your day with a smile. It's the Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. I do know one thing. The Army-Navy game has been, uh, well, this is the 124th meeting of Army versus Navy. That's exactly right. Going to be a new look for Army. I might actually watch some of the game. And speaking of new look, it's at Gillette Stadium home of the New England Patriots for the first time in 124 years. Wow! What happened? I don't know. But uh, it's right over there. It's a couple hours away from wherever you are. And Army uh, changed the way they uh, play football for the first time in about 124 years, too. That uh, the, the, the flex bone triple option is what they played because they were generally a smaller team than their opponents. 
and so that kept them off guard. But a blocking rule changed this year, so they changed it up a little bit, right? So they pass, They actually will pass more than three times. Mate, that's my prediction right there, going out on the limb, and everybody has to. In the Army-Navy game, which is, you know, you, you watch the beginning of it, and the pregame stuff is like, that's there are people that just watch for that. <laughs> you know, the, the cadets coming in and all the, everything that has to happen before you can play a football game between Army, Navy. And it's interesting to hear the announcers talk about it and everybody, you know, it's so steeped in tradition. But um, a lot of talk about football, actually, this year because uh, Army's doing pretty good. I mean, they had an up-and-down season, but they've won the last three games, and they look pretty good. They might actually win. What do they call that? The President's Cup? Ooh, that sounds pretty cool. The command, they call it the um, the com- the Commander in Chief Trophy. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.